Hello and welcome back to Kent and the Steering Team for another week of madness, mayhem and just pretty standard chatting, you know. As always, you are joined by Phil and myself, Drew. Unfortunately, Kent couldn't make it again. Um, Look, honestly, guys, we left him in the cinema. He's still watching the credits play on Star Wars The Last Jedi. We have just got home from this amazing film, haven't we? We certainly have. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys. (laughs) Minor spoilers ahead. I've already said amazing. Um, But, yeah, just... Take, take caution, uh, we're going to discuss the film a little bit, because, yeah, fan what an service, experience. Fan service, fan service, fan service, Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, fan like, service. Well, so, no, no spoilers, no spoilers, but no, I wasn't particularly happy after The Force Awakens, um, because, uh, look, ugh, no, that's that's wrong. I was very happy to see Star Wars back on screen, especially after the garbage prequels that we saw, which kind of plummeted the stock of Star Wars enormously, and then only halfway regained what it lost with the third one, uh, Episode Three: Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith. Um, Agreed. Force Awakens made up the second half of what they lost, but still didn't exceed the original trilogy like a new trilogy or anything post it should do and should only ever be recreated or created to do um same with any sort of trilogy should only be uh, or any sequel should only be made if it can exceed the 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 greatness of the original um which we know is difficult um so force awakens made up the second half of the deficit that had been lost from the prequels um but it didn't exceed and it didn't exceed because it wasn't a entirely new story i understand why they had to do it i understand why they had to almost tell a new hope again sure maybe some people say they didn't but i understand why they had to but i was disappointed they followed it so closely with such a huge time gap and with very little explanation for the happiness and the joy that and the you know the fun times that our loving characters deserved in that time away um we skip straight to it and they're thrown back in the mud which is a bit sad this film though has now gone above and beyond anything that we've seen before in terms of shock, awe, and excitement, and character development, and ideals, and oh, this is this just was incredible. For those of you that have seen the trailer, you'll notice that Luke says, "This is not going to go the way you think," and that line sums up the entire movie. In a nutshell. Uh, it was just... Uh, yeah. What do I say? How do, how do we say it? How? Oh. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I read a review in the, in the cab on, on the way back. I read that by now. The film. What did you think? A really well told review. Um, spot on with it. What did they say? I'm trying to remember things that they said in it. They, they nailed things down like... You know, there were so many... It's enormous a very heavy moments. narrative. Yeah. There were so many massive moments and like, you know, shocking moments, enormous moments. You know, normally it's it's slow, 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 build up something big, slow, 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 something big. This one was no, something this... big, something big, something big, something big, next, 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 again, 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 again. Just one after the it's next. 
it's a constant barrage, but it works. Uh, it's so good. So satisfying. Um, well worth the midnight release. Well worth oh, yeah. recording this podcast at 4.52 on Thursday morning. Um, yep. I'll have to edit and, this when I wake up. And also, well worth 3D. Yeah, I haven't seen a 3D. What, what was the last 3D movie I saw? I don't even know. I, I don't even remember the last one I saw. Did we see Rogue oh, no, I, One? I saw Valyrian. No, Rogue One was in 2D. It's been years then. It might have. It might have been. Force Awakens, even. Mm. My last one was Valyrian, and it was good. It was really good for the format. But this was, this was fun. It was pleasant. Yeah, it was good. And it wasn't. And it wasn't too dark with the glasses either. No, that was. It was good. It worked really well. Yeah. Like I think that it enhanced the experience, which is what three D should. Do you remember during that massive fad of 3D when even, like, completely basic movies, like, almost rom-coms were shown in 3D? It was like, what the hell's the point? All it's doing is showing depth. Who cares? Yeah, it became unnecessary, and and it cheapens the format. And it burnt it out, and that's why you don't see much of it. That's why 3D TVs are disappearing. Glad we got ours. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, No, I... Thoroughly enjoyed that. I gotta watch it again. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go and see it again. I just there is so much to process after that. Mm. Like so much. But you make the other point: fan service, fan service. I'm just, I'm just very happy to see progression in the world of Star Wars. Mm. You know. Writer director Ryan Johnson just wow, so talented. Mm. And of course, so he wants to do a separate trilogy after this. Uh, he will be. He's already working on it now, and it's unrelated, completely different, separate, unique, nothing to do with this Skywalker trilogy, I guess, or Skywalker saga. Saga. Yeah, no, he'll craft his own Star Wars saga. We were talking about it before in the on our way to uh, the city that that how sure it's a galaxy, so therefore there's a lot there that you can investigate and explore and stuff like that. But how do you not? How do you call it Star Wars and not somehow relate or link or be involved with this? You know whole entire thing that's been created based off of these original movies i don't know well i I mean they they started to segue out of it with rogue one but even still that was connected oh that that was filling in a a chunk of the story yeah and and i'm sure the han solo film will be much in a similar vein but it should be even more (laughs) distanced yeah that's if boba fett is the next film we, we we still don't know what the next standalone Yoda is it could two. be oh, I want Obi-Wan movies already with I know you and I, I completely where agree. are they I completely agree no they should do it where they show um they should show is Charlotte Guinness is alive still yes Ewan McGregor is alive Alec Guinness is not that ruins everything forget it do you know what is pretty awesome, though? What? Lucas, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy 
has her eye on a particular director to join the Lucasfilm family to make a Star Wars movie. And that director is none other than Taika Waititi. Seriously? Yeah, serious. Where the hell did they... What? 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 That was... That is... What? Yeah. Yeah, that news article hit about three or four days ago. She wants to have Taika do one? Yeah. Oh, can you imagine a Taika Waititi Star Wars film? Yeah, you'd give him something... You, you give him one of these offshoot films and just let him run wild. Through the galaxy, making a mess. Give it, Give him one that's about pod racing. Oh, Star Wars pod racing. That's... Can you imagine? Oh my god. Him doing some underdog story about a pod racer. Ugh. I want to see that. I no, I want to see. I don't see whatever he has to do. Couldn't he do Watto the movie? Ah, <laughs> uh, even just... one of the most underrated comedic characters in <laughs> Star Wars. Speaking of, this mm-hmm. film had a had a surprisingly high amount of humor. It did, and which it is was... really rare for Star Wars. But it was weird humour. It wasn't your standard... Nearly every bit of really good humour in this film is a wink to the audience. I... I laughed at it, and a lot of it. But I, Oh, yeah. But... But... At the same time, I'm a little bit afraid that, that almost... If you look at lots of movies nowadays, or all movies nowadays, they all feel like they have to try and be funny. This this did a good job of it, and it was timed right. But still, it was almost like... You know, the, if we look at Force Awakens, the, I think the only funny, really funny scene was when Kylo Ren was having his massive hissy fit and the stormtroopers were walking up and then stopped and went back again. And that was good. That was like, oh wow, Star Wars did did a funny. That's that's rare because they never used to do that. And in this one, it was it almost not almost every scene, but several scenes felt like they had to be like, oh, just <laughs> make you laugh here. Yeah, I... like if I had to fault this film, I would have to say it's it's the overuse of the the comedy in it. Like it didn't need to be funny. Like, it was nice, but it didn't need to. It was like, uh, okay, yeah. Given the dark nature of the subject matter. Yeah, but that's like that's like saying that... No, actually, yeah, no, I guess so. I was about to say that Prisoner of Azkaban wasn't funny, but it had its funny moments. It has its funny moments. And that's like the one of the... That's the first dark one in the Harry Potter films. I'm, I'm just reading here. A, a friend of mine in Adelaide right has... No, never. Has posted up, well, The Last Jedi was passable. Really? Really. And he's a big fan. And he he wasn't happy. He, um, he refers to it as a mess. Uh, yeah, but it was stale. No, what? What yeah. was stale about he said, it? He said, he said the visuals were amazing. Everything else was stale. 
I don't think so we watched harsh. the same movie. I think Adelaide must have been showing Force Awakens again. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Stale? That was revolution. That for, for the Star Wars world, what we saw in this film was, like, revolutionary. Yeah. Like, I I've never not used seen... stale for that. No. No, but and well, there were so many, like, bombshells going off in this. Like, it was just like, what the hell? You know, the whole time. Um, and stale. Yeah, I, I would never have called it stale. Like, it because it, it wasn't. You might not like it, but it's not stale. You know, you can you can not be impressed with, you know, such a radical take on it. Um, and sure, it's it's choppy, and it, you know, almost all reviews say it is a bit choppy. But that's just because of the number of, you know, groundbreaking scenes to the context of Star Wars there are. Like there yeah. are so many big scenes that it's like which ones. You're what, we're going back and forth and telling several stories at once because they have to because they've only got three films to, to tell the, the whole story so I get that part but stale, this no, not at all it, it doesn't matter if, if you like it or not it's not stale it is, you know, chaos it's, it's, it's all over the place it'd be stale if it was, you know, completely one group of people one story um or you know telling the same story that we've seen before again yeah yeah no um rotten tomatoes 94 percent wow their consensus reads star wars the last jedi honors the saga's rich legacy while adding some surprising twists and delivering all the emotion-rich action fans could hope for. Accurate. Yeah. Very. Yeah, but the, I, look, I, Jesus, I want to talk about that one scene that I mentioned at the end of the movie to you. You know, but we can't. I can't. Yeah. There's there's a number of scenes that just I can't stop thinking about. And, and pretty much all my favorite moments of fan service. <laughs> yeah. Mine is no look. It's not a spoiler, but mine is the use. My one of my highlights is the use of the um, hyperspace. The use of the use of yeah. Yeah. I I still love, and it's the same thing that we saw in the Force Awakens. So in the original Star Wars films, you'd see them launch off into hyperspace, and then you'd never see outside the ship them you know, head off into it or arrive. But except for once when we saw the Millennium Falcon spinning off into the, you know. It was shown once briefly in one of the original trilogy. I and that went was, back yeah. and watched them and noticed it recently. That, and that was the um, Millennium Falcon and the camera spinning around and then it rolls the credits. Yeah. It's the very end of one of them. Um, this one though, oh, and Force Awakens too, the fact that you see them going in and out of hyperspace from outside is awesome. Like seeing that, that shudder as they arrive and they yeah, go it looked, such speed in it looked amazing when they did it in the force awakens actually and even the sound like you'd see them like slowly flying off into space and then suddenly gone it's just a technology thing now they've got the ability to do it and they're making sure they do and they're showing it a lot but i love it so i'm fine with it hmm it's wonderful um I want to talk about my favorite scenes and I can't. Uh, 
I, but you were witness to this. I, I was yelling out all the awesome stuff in the cinema while I could because I knew the second we left, yeah, we would all have to close our mouths for the you, next week at least. You said that it was just like, no, I want to talk about it as much as I can. I can't. This Ugh. is the worst. Oh, it, it, look, I. There's also something about the, the cinema experience is awesome. To go to a midnight screening, you are going with people that are not going to be dickheads and talk during the movie. Sure, there are some round of applause and stuff like that, and that was a bit of fun. It's the atmosphere. Yeah. To go to a midnight screening of this, if you if there's something that you are a fan of and it is having a midnight screening, I say do it because there's it's just enjoyable. Like it's 100%. so nice to be in that room. Everyone's committed to watching it. Everyone's excited for it. Everyone's been waiting since the last one. Everyone is just so revved up to see it and see where the story goes. And we're seeing it for the first time. There's none of this, oh, well, someone's seen it before and they spoil it. Or, hey, this is the scene where... No, there's none of that. It's everyone is seeing it fresh. And you are one of the first people in the country to see it. And, of course, everyone claps when C-3PO enters. (laughs) Yeah, because everyone... Yeah, of course. (laughs) Because oh. C-3PO is... C-3PO... Hey, why did... No, just quickly, it's not a, not a spoiler, but in the credits... I can't, I can't remember the, guy, the gentleman's name, sadly. He died. Who plays C-3PO? Why did it... Why was he... He hasn't end? died. Didn't he die? No, Kenny Baker that plays R2 died. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, my mistake. Three, 3PO is Anthony Daniels. That's he's right. Still, why he's did, still going. Why did his name... Why was his name in the credits... Was it? Yeah, he was the only one in the credits that actually said who he played as. Oh, I didn't notice it said, that. Whatever his name is, Anthony Daniels as C three PO. Why couldn't it just say Anthony Daniels? No one else oh, said what they were. Oh, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no. You make a fair he point. He was the because... only person that said who he played as. Why did they need to do that? Who cares? Well, I well, I watched Attack of the Clones again yesterday, and and it did it. It, it said Anthony Daniels as C three PO. And it and said that for a couple of other characters as well, but in this film, it only did it for him. It didn't do it for mm. any of the other characters, which was really odd. Yeah, and I don't know why they did that. And I noticed that, and I looked at it and went, "Oh, hmm. oh, that's fair." But yeah, what a what a Christmas gift for us oh. to receive, and, Star Wars. And you said it as we were walking down the stairs at event cinemas that, well, you know we made the right decision in keeping it in our top 10 for the year, even before we saw it. Because we knew. <laughs> mm. I, I was, I, oh, I, I almost half expect, expected because of the quality of movies we've seen this year for this to, for some reason be a shocker, but it, but of course it wasn't like, that was just an absolute twinkle in my eye that somewhere, somehow this would be a failure, but it was not. And yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. That was just amazing. But now we must turn our attention to the top ten. There's, we must. There's what? There's one. What's coming out on Boxing Day? Downsizing. Jumanji. 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 I don't know how I feel about Jumanji. Well, I do know how I feel about Jumanji. Still, not good. I don't know. I don't know. We could be proven wrong. I don't like Kevin Hart. I, I look. Let me just say it. I don't like Kevin Hart because everything that he does is just. Shouty. Yeah, it is. And, and I don't mind him, but yes, I agree. Shouty and a bit is. annoying. Like he, there's a phase where like everyone was like Kevin Hart. And it's like, well, 
He's been around a while. It's just because there's no one else better around. So we're all like, oh, Kevin Hart. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, it's and so Chris did, Rock doesn't do anything anymore. It, it, well, exactly. And so then, then we went through the phase where there was Ride Along and then Ride Along 2. And then there was that movie CIA or, whatever, or FBI or whatever the hell it was. with um, Central Intelligence. With that one, yeah. <laughs> you know, it went through a phase where Kevin Hart was doing everything. And it's like, no, just no, stop. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. But we've had a good year. We've seen... I've lost count how many movies we've seen. It must be around the 50 mark. It's a frightening amount. But it's been a good year. Yes. A number of these films we've filmed reviews for. Some of them seen multiple times. Yeah. By by the one, two, three people, maybe. Mm. Some of them seen overseas, for yours truly. Yes. Which is always exciting. Yep, they're good. It's been yeah. good. It's been awesome seeing. So I, I really enjoy going to the movies, and and for a long time, I think I went. I think there was a year where I didn't go to the movies at all. Wow. Yeah, and I I was disappointed by that, and then I slowly started going again. It was like I need to do this more often. It just costs so much. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, and and now it's just. Nah, you got to go to the movies. Got to see something in the movies first. You can't miss it. Well, the advent of $10 tickets helps. and That and discounted know, tickets and recliner seats helps. And also knowing that we're going to do a review afterwards is always a lot of fun. Mm. Which but reminds us we are, we are behind on our reviews. Oh, yeah. But then it's also the, the nice thing is, and this is, this is a credit to you, uh, Mr. Drew, is the it's the benefit of going with someone that's as interested in going to the movies for the sake of not for the no sorry it's the the good thing is finding someone that wants to go to the movies as well that is as into into it and interested in the movie and the experiences you are makes it so much easier to go to the movies it's so hard to drag some people along to the movies or for some people to want to go to do it and it's like no come just come on you just go. You sit there and watch something exciting, but it's like, nah, it's too much effort. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's the same with you, actually. It's very easy to go to the movies with you because you are equally enthusiastic, which is wonderful. Yes. But but going to the movies has always just been fun. Mm. It's You switch your mind off and you escape into a world that is just completely separate from your own and you, you know when, when you read a book you, you disappear into that world when, when you watch a film it's the same thing but being able to see it is just it's incredible and getting to see how how a different filmmakers different directors each have their own vision and how that comes across and how you're seeing a story through their eyes and even, I don't know. even moments as well where you just think in your head like just the way that someone's filmed something or the way something comes across on the screen you just think to yourself wow that was really cool it might not even yeah. be what you know it might not even be the story or um, what a character did or what something's doing but how it was done to see it and you can go I, that doesn't happen in real life and they brought that to life yeah yeah, like, for instance, I, I could spot a J.J. J. Abrams film a mile off, and that's without any lens flare. 
because he tilts his cameras diagonally so frequently, it's always easy to spot the technique. And a Michael Bay film as well. He, he doesn't do that, but he just has foreground, background, and explosion. <laughs> and sweeping shots. Yes. yes. A lot of sweeping shots. It, uh, he's actually stupidly talented. What, what sets Spielberg apart? Because I think Spielberg... I don't, I don't know if there's... I don't know if it's any one thing that Spielberg does better other than assembling a fantastic team. Yeah, that's definitely a big contributor. He uses the same people as often as possible. Big team. Just... Yeah, no, I... Because there's such a wide range in the things that he's done. Like E.T. to Jurassic Park... There's um, Saving Private Ryan, there's Schindler's List, there's Jaws, there's... Um, Tintin. Uh, Tintin, there's Catch Me If You Can. Like, there, there's not really... He, he jumps across so many genres and does them in such different ways. And I don't know if there's a, a, a mm. technique that he follows, other than, I like I said, the team, assembling a great team around yeah. to make a fantastic project. I think it's just his own thing. I, I mean, you look at... Um you look at War of the Worlds, which which is a bit of a dark horse on his. I like War of the Worlds on a his lot. filmography. Yes, yeah, so do I. So do I. But there's something about it when you're watching. You know, it's one of his, even mm. if it doesn't feel the same as The Terminal or Catch Me If You Can. What you still know that they're linked. But what's interesting as well is that uh, War of the Worlds is one of the few films that he's done that's set in the modern current world Mm. Uh, I mean E.T. sure that did that and so did Jurassic Park but they were kind of one was in a sleepy town and one of them uh, with a forest attached and one of them was an island in the middle of you know just off the coast of Costa Rica Um, well E.T. was current when it came out yeah but but it was kind of it was it wasn't in like a big city it was off in like a more of a sleepy town with a forest attached and it was about you know, whereas War of the Worlds is set in in day-to-day life as if we could experience that. And it was yep. one of the few films that he's done that was dead set, current, and relevant, and you could experience this yourself, besides Schindler's List and, you know, the uh, um, Saving Private Ryan. They're things that have happened, not things that can happen, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making sense. No, you are. Even even for, you know, quarter past five in the yeah. morning. Ah, I, th- I think we're doing well to record this early. <laughs> I'm surprised. I think that if I listen to ba- listen back to this, or when I listen back to this uh, later in the day when I go to edit this, I'm going to be like, oh my god. we I-, I can tell that we're talking slower and there are bigger pauses and we're having to think a little bit harder about what we're going to say. But I-, I can tell the bigger pauses, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but nonetheless... Oh. It's still happening. We're still doing this. We're, ex- yeah. we're experimenting with the scope of our um, abilities. <laughs> Any- anyway, how's your Christmas shopping going? It's happening. It'll be done by... I said I'll go finish it off on Thursday. I Today. I said this early in the week. That's why I quoted Thursday. But no, uh, I think that I will have to try and find a moment on Sunday, I think, to finish... But I'm not mm. far off. I'm not far off. Again, we do Chris Kringle in my household. $150 yep. is the limit. Um, we've all been assigned uh, through a website called Draw Names. Um, and we are 
Yeah, I, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there. I've done half of it, I think, but I've got a little bit more to go. Nice. Mm. I hate Christmas shopping, though. <laughs> How's your shopping going? Are you achieving... Um... I'm part of the way there. I've still not done my Secret Santa for work. I've Thank God I don't have that. I've done the shopping for my sister, and I've done some for the rest of the family. But there's still a bit to go, and I'm eagerly not looking forward to <laughs> going to the overnight shopping at Parramatta. <sighs> Shopping. I just hate how many people go shopping. I, I, what up? Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I hate how I leave it so late every year. I always say, I just need to get it done. Let's get it done in November. Nah, here I am, you, October, uh, December, the last weekend off that I have before Christmas, I think. And you I'm should come along going, for the overnight shopping next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see when I... <laughs> just imagine, you, you can, every store will be open at this time of the morning... In Westfield, Parramatta. Hmm. They stay open the entire night. Speaking of, do you know that Decathlon's changed... I'm going to mention them my name. Decathlon, which has opened up their first store in this country, have changed... They were promised to be 24 hours, 7 days a week for the first two weeks of their existence. I thought it, they only promised it for a week. I thought it was the first two weeks and then they were changing it. Ah. Anyway, what are they... They're changed. What are They're they, not that anymore. So what are they now? They're... They are 5 a.m. to midnight every day. Wow, that's what they settled on? Yeah, it's not far off 24-7. The um, 5 a.m. to midnight, thats that can't last. How the hell are people they, going shopping for sports equipment at midnight? I don't know. Why do people go to office works at midnight? Because their students are never understood that. Mm. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, I don't get it. You're stretching it. You <laughs> said with Kmart, though. Who goes shopping at K- Like, I know people do. I know that they do, but yeah, for I, what? I, I drove past a 24-hour Kmart on my way home from Gaimia just then. <laughs> what What are people buying? I don't know. Clothes. Oh, la- oh shit, I forgot. I mean- shit, I forgot. They're waking up at, at like, 2 in the morning in, like, a cold sweat or, like, a sweat and just panic and going, oh, I didn't buy that pair of shorts. And they go, okay, I'll go to okay, Kmart. okay. Here's why they're open 24 hours. It's for for late teenagers and early 20-somethings that want to go on a late-night Maccas run and then don't want to just go to Maccas. But people of that age group are the worst people ever. Hey. We I fall into have, this category I, I, and we I, are the worst people ever. Yeah, that's true. We are deemed as, as youths and youths are gross. I've, I've done many a middle-of-the-night Kmart run. And everyone has to just keep their eye on, on the youths a little bit closer than everyone else, just to make sure they're not, like, pressing all the try-me buttons and messing up clothes and, like, looking at all the household goods that no one cares about mm. and having a laugh with their friends about it. Just something about a group of youths giggling together just is off-putting. It just means that they're up to something. Oh, of course they are scheming youths laughing we must be doing something stupid <laughs> the sun's coming up you know it's not is it and the birds are chirping nah, this is the latest we've recorded <sighs> the earliest 
520. the case may be. It's a shame Kent couldn't make it. Well, I mean, it's it, he's still at the cinema. Yeah, those what, what credits will still be rolling. I mean, uh, God, he probably went to like... He probably asked them if they could specifically play an extra session just so we can rewatch it before anyone else can watch it a second time. So what's happening? I, I, I wouldn't blame him. I'm impressed. Ramwick Ritz is doing a 7am session for people that want to watch it before going to work today. That is really clever. Purely to help encourage people to avoid spoilers. 7 a.m. screening. That is really clever. That's funny to avoid spoilers. <laughs> I love it. I can't go to the office tomorrow because Jenny from accounting went and saw it last night. So I'm going to go and go to the movies in the morning and watch. watch I better the movie. not forget to pack my water bottle. I don't want to be around the water cooler when they're discussing that film. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's the definition of water cooler talk. Uh, well, yeah. Well, well, yeah. It is. It, what okay let's think about this year what was what are the most anticipated what were the most anticipated films Star Not Wars Justice League <laughs> no well that one almost snuck up it didn't feel like it was meant to happen this year it just didn't feel like it was meant to happen it just boom out of nowhere we're doing it because last year they did Suicide Squad was it last year yeah yeah, yeah it was they should have, shouldn't have done that one they should have done Justice League first they should have built up to it actually um, so yeah. let's look at it. So there was Star Wars, Guidance of the Galaxy Volume 2, mm. and like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Thor wasn't that highly anticipated, but it Dunkirk was. It came along. Dunkirk was. Yeah, Dunkirk, yes. And Blade Runner. They're probably the five most anticipated films of the year, I think. Mm. Everything else kind of just was like, yeah, oh, we're going to start advertising it now, and now here it is. It's funny the way it's all gone, though. Blade Runner made, like, no money at all. Which is pathetic. critics adored it. It's pathetic that it made no money. I don't understand why it didn't. Because uh, it was an art house film. But it was visually... as a... Yeah. Is visually, yeah. audio-wise, and... Audistically? What's the? No. There's obviously it's not. I know it's not audistically. It's too Aud- similar. To, audibly. That's one. That's the one. It's visually, audibly, and everything elsely. Fantastic. No, oh, I couldn't agree more. Sorry, I'm trying to subtly hide a yawn. Yeah, while well, your jaw clicks in the background, I heard that. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. I have no control over that. I can't believe that happens. It's weird. Um, yeah. Okay. What did we say? So Dunkirk, Star Wars, um, Guardians, Guardians, Spider Man, and Blade Runner. Yeah. The five most anticipated films, and they've all come and gone. Wow. I hope. It's amazing. To- I hope 2018 is a great year for films, but it's not. As you always say, 2007 was fantastic. 2017 was fantastic. It comes in sevens. That's why it comes in tens. Uh, we, we may get a nice surprise. 2008 was a good year as well, remember? We had... Oh, what do we have? We had Tropic Thunder. I didn't like Tropic Thunder. You did or did I didn't. I'm one of the few people that I know that didn't like it because I've never watched it fully through because I get bored of it. Oh, go back and give it another whirl. Okay, fine. It's num. It's position number four hundred and fifty on my things to watch list. 
<laughs> and I'm not making I'm not making a joke of it. It's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, probably is. Well, next year we've got Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Yes. After that stellar trailer the other day, we've got the Avengers: Infinity War. We've got Black Panther. Uh, what else? I'm get I'm I'm concerned. I'm not going to like Black Panther. Nah, I reckon it'll be good. I. But I but I I reckon it'll suffer from Iron Man and Doctor Strange syndrome. Where what? Where it's going to be just like those two films. There's nothing wrong with Iron Man, then. No, because we forgive it because it's the first one. No, because Tony Stark is such a great character. An interesting character. He's got, yeah. he's got depth and he's interesting and he's quirky and he's witty and he's smug and he's carefree. Alright, so we know what you're looking for on Tinder. <laughs> no I'm just saying I'm just saying that I it's it's enjoyable to watch because it's like yeah there's just this badass that doesn't give a shit whereas Black Panther I feel like if he's going back to his home world even though he's like the king of or prince of some African nation um, that's that is his home that's... but doesn't he go to some space world no his country have have technology that hasn't been discovered anywhere else on Earth. Hmm. Okay. Go read a comic. No, I don't read comics. I'm not interested in reading comics. <laughs> I str- Look, I'm struggling to read books. I like reading books when I have a chance, but I just... I struggle to read books. I prefer... I prefer... Um... What's the non-fiction... Non-fiction. <laughs> fiction? So that's fake. And non-fiction is real. Yes. Yeah, I prefer non-fiction. Any particular reason? It's interesting. Yeah. No, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I look, I look, I look, I like reading uh, Matthew Riley books. I like reading uh, Marcus Susak books. Um... But besides that, I just like reading interesting takes on on life, you know, whether it be from outrageous char- outrageous characters like Jeremy Clarkson or James May or Stephen Fry, um, Richard Dawkins, uh, you know, just just interesting takes on life and observations. I find that quite interesting. Or fun facts like I've got a book that's from. Uh, the television series QI. I got it for Christmas a couple of years ago, and that's an interesting one, full of facts and ideas and thoughts um, and interesting discoveries. But, yeah, I don't like to delve too far into the world of, you know, a story or imagination. I can do that on my own time with my own mind. I don't need someone else to tell me what to imagine. Um, and a movie can bring it to life. I find it ironic that you just delved into a story yourself just then. <laughs> What's the story? The story of how you like to delve into stories. Yeah, but I like to delve into stories in my own <laughs> mind. But I don't need someone yeah. else to tell me what to imagine. I'd rather see it on a screen or think of my own. But when you are seeing it on a screen, you're letting someone else tell you how to imagine it because no. you're seeing their version of it. Yeah. When when you watch The Force Awakens, you're actually you're just seeing what J.J. Abrams would like to see in a in that film I look I can and I completely get that but I can visually see that I don't have to 
when I'm reading it, it's like it it kind of I completely get it and I completely wouldn't have it without it. But the description and the fact that you have to describe the situation, well, I don't have to. Uh, what I'm picturing here is just what you're telling me to picture. Whereas if you're showing it on screen, I'm seeing what I, what that is. So it's a quicker process. That's just down to my laziness, yeah, no, very pretty much. True. You know, I like I, mm-hmm. I instead instead of getting to the point, they have to describe the situation for you. So then you can picture it in your mind, and then you can play it out that way. Whereas if it's on screen, I'm just looking at it. It's we're just getting to the point of the story. We're not having to explain what we're looking at. Like in Star Wars, they don't go. You know, oh, here we are on Jakku. So, um, here we go. We're going to show you this part, this part, this part, this part. Now you've seen it, now I'll tell you the story. They just show the world and get on with the story. Whereas in a book, they have to explain the place, then get onto the story, and then go, oh, hang on, we're just going to move to the next room or something like that. Let me describe this room now. Like, just get to the point of the story. But I get why they have to, and I think a book would be awful without the description. It's just that it's like, that's why I don't read books because I, it just is such a long time and I'm a slow reader because I'm not, a practice makes perfect, of course, and you get better at things the more you do it. Um, and I can read fine. I'm not an idiot. It's just, I'm slower at it. And it's just like, it takes so long to get through something because you have to read the description for every single thing. And again, I wouldn't have a book without it, a fiction book without it, but it just takes such a long time to get through it because of that reason. Yeah, I I savor it when when I read a book. I I like to take it, you know, a few pages at a time or or a chapter at a time, and just really soak in that world and that environment. But I I I totally get it. This is partly why I watch so many more films than I read books because you're getting an element that wasn't there in mm. the book. I, I mean, it's there because it's described to you, but to actually see it play out is just something else entirely. I, I reckon that's a massive contributing factor to the enduring appeal of the Harry Potter films. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's accurate. The fact that there was a team that painstakingly brought all the most important elements of the story to life. Can you imagine a book trying to explain... Or describe a fast-paced um, either martial arts or lightsaber combat or something like that. Can you imagine that being explained? Like, how do you how do you describe like the fast-paced nature of it? You can't. You can't do it fast. Um, Matthew Wright. I look again. I because I haven't read books that that delve into something like that or have that kind of thing. But Matthew Riley, I quite enjoy. Um, because he's almost describing an action movie and sure I get annoyed or hung up about the fact that there's so much detail and description it does again I wouldn't have a book without it but you know I don't know it it it's not it doesn't feel as fast the action never feels as fast and as frantic and you know chaotic as it can if it was just done But you know, mm. I don't know. I think I'm talking absolute rubbish, and I think someone, everyone's going to hate me and tell me to shut up and that I'm an idiot. But you know, each to their own. Get your own podcast if you want to voice your opinion on books. God, I think you're making a fair point, but it's still, still a stupid amusing. point. It's amusing. 
almost as amusing as all our long pauses in this week's episode. Because oh, we're just tired. And I've been having we're six so o'clock tired. starts. I'm not going to say what I've been doing, but six o'clock starts every day. I had to come home from work and have a nap. And then just so I could be awake. And instead of waking up on time after my nap, so we could record this before we went, we stuck to our word and we recorded it after seeing the film. Like, as Drew pointed out to me earlier this evening, we said we would. Um, For you, the fan. And he, the fan, singular. <laughs> and here we are, five thirty in the morning now, still going. I don't know what we're running on. It's we're running on fumes. But having said that, I can see that our recording time is up to forty-four and a half minutes or so. Um, so I think we're pretty much at the point where we can get on to our most important of segments, the sick Kent of the week. Yes, and I have a nominee. You can disagree. You can voice your own if you want. But I'm going to say that. Um, for her services to film, for her portrayal as a fantastic character in the film, mm. and the fact that we sadly lost her uh, Christmas time uh, early year, uh, early or end of the year last year, uh, our princess Carrie Fisher. I couldn't agree more. I, we think, yeah. yes, yeah, she gets I it. Could, yeah, she gets it. She's in. Uh, our, our princess. Congratulations, Carrie Fisher. Uh, you are in the Sit Kent of the Week Hall of Fame, uh, which will be coming to an end for the year quite soon, actually. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, going to pick our, yeah. our number one for the year. Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> lucky us. It's like with anything. How the hell do you compile a list and work it out? Oh, God, forget it. Doesn't matter. I'll get to it later well, on. Well, we look at the list and then we give it to James, <laughs> obviously. N- no. <laughs> um, look, we said that he was in with a great shot this year, but it doesn't mean he's getting shit. Well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Now, as the time is, you know, 46-odd minutes in, or a little bit longer, because, of course, I've got to still pick the theme song. Of course, you'll be you'll have heard the theme song, and you're about to hear it again, but I've still got to pick said theme song, so I get to do that tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, later in the day when I'm editing this and uh, <laughs> getting it up to make sure that it's able to be listened to at the earliest of possibilities on Indeed. Thursday afternoon. Thursday the... Whatever it is of the 14th 14th. of December, this podcast Mm. will be up. For if you're listening to this in the year 2022, you're like, oh, whatever happened to that podcast? Yeah. Oh, we'll still be going strong, I'm sure of it. (laughs) We'll be on podcast number like, what's that? Uh, 200, oh no, it'll be more like three or 400 with any luck by then, we will be having episode names, not numbers. Well, you never know. <laughs> we'll call them Bob and Sandra and Bob. Veronica. Welcome to podcast, Bob. Jessica. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, why not? Why not? <laughs> well, you said name them. <laughs> I don't even... Anyway... Yeah, that's good. Uh, sleep time for you. You have work. Sleep time for me. I have sleep to catch up on. Yes. Yes, indeed. It's a slightly shorter show, and we're sorry for all the long pauses, No, it's guys. a great... Look at the length of it. This is going to be a great show. It's 40... I know. It's just for me ticked on to 47-something. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I just ticked over to 48. But it's been a good night. We've had a wonderful, wonderful time seeing this film, and we urge you all to go check it out as soon as possible, purely so we can discuss spoilers with you all. Yes. I oh, Also, it was a great night because I had Pad Thai for dinner. And I went to Oiden, so I'm very happy to. It's Japanese. Um, yes, it is. Yes. As, as always, please... Leave us a comment on the Facebook page. We are at Kent and the Steering Team. If you place it into your little search bar on your Facebook app. Or the Don't website, use Chrome because it doesn't some, work at the moment. Ooh. The, yeah, I can't get the search bar to work on YouTube or on Facebook. I think it's because I need to update my Chrome. But, you know, anyway, it's not the point. Good to know. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, be, sure to, be sure to check us out on facebook we no we didn't do the live video on there oh well um also check us out at the 35th mill for all our film reviews where we will hopefully be posting up a review of star wars very soon yes indeed uh until we meet again though everyone uh yep the one my heart is gone to me, I'm going to wait, 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 wait.